Hi everyone, I'm Lisa. And I'm Nick. And you're listening to It Takes Two, the podcast where two people take two movies with the same plot or premise and watch and discuss them. And in this episode, we watched American Psycho and Joker. Yep. These are two movies starring known method actors about people with uh, potentially multiple mel- mental illnesses and personality disorders who uh, have delusions and retort resort to violence. <laughs> Did I get through that sentence? Maybe. <laughs> Would you say that's an accurate description of these movies? Yeah, I think the other thing that both these movies have done is attracted a certain demographic towards them and held at a high level and both of these movies portray a protagonist that is not supposed to be elevated to a level of right it's the same shit as fight club yeah where there's people watching this and watching these movies and completely getting the opposite point to what is being made yeah like you're not supposed to like the characters but people have like the thing about American Psycho is is the amount of gifts that have come out of that movie. And I was watching them and I was having that Leonardo DiCaprio bit from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where he's like and pointing at the screen. Um, because it is. It's just endless gifts. Um, and, yeah, the, the attachment of the... the uh, Sigma male to uh, old uh, Patrick Bateman and this this incel attachment to um, Arthur mm. just really bad. It's funny that you talk about the, the like memification of um, of American Psycho. There's also quite a lot of memification of Joker to be honest. Yeah. But um, the scene from American Psycho that I've seen the most often is probably the. Um, business card scene yeah and i until reading the iodb trivia for this i never picked up on two stupid things about that which is one every business card has the same typo on it because they spelled acquisitions wrong on every single business card the word acquisition they work in mergers and acquisitions and the word acquisitions is spelled wrong on all of their business cards and all of them have vice president as their job title how can they all be the vice president of the company um, I would like to call to your attention uh, another piece I picked up is uh, Patrick Bateman doesn't work in m- mergers and acquisitions. He works in murders, murders. and executions. <laughs> murders and executions is what he says. Someone they're like, so do you like working in mergers and acquisitions? It's like, okay. Also, none of them work. Yeah. Um, I think there's probably the biggest difference between these two movies is just uh the financial status of the main characters 100 percent. patrick bateman seems to have endless money mm-hmm. um which could be from delusions because you never ever see any of the lead up um so it's it's confusing for the audience member to actually try and figure out what's real and what's not that's a little bit the case in both movies um because they're both told from the point of view of an unreliable narrator yeah and an unreliable narrator narrator who specifically suffers from delusions so you get like in joker you get the whole relationship with his neighbor sophie is her name yeah um that that never happened yeah 
Yeah, that's... It's one of the most uncomfortable parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. Because... Spoilers, obviously, if you've never listened to a podcast of us, us before. Uh, everything is spoilers. Yeah, always spoilers. Always spoilers. Spoiling 100% all the time. If you if you don't want spoilers, watch the movies before yeah. you listen to the episode. Because we've told you what they are. The, yeah, the... Um, every good piece of his life, before, he be- when, uh, before Arthur becomes the Joker... Mm-hmm. Every single piece, good piece of his life is either destroyed or taken away from him. And the uncomfortable part for some of them is that they were never real in the first place. Yeah. Um, his relationship with his mum is really uncomfortable. Um, and, you know, he's, he's, she's had this delusion... Because uh, obviously mental illness runs in the family because her mum's also suffering from massive delusions which put her in, you know... This is the interesting thing because it's revealed that Arthur was adopted. Yeah. So it couldn't have run in the family. You just broke my brain for a second. <laughs> yeah, he if he's adopted... He didn't inherit it. But... um a lot of the stuff he goes through um, are things that would be brought on by childhood trauma, which yeah, he which, clearly has suffered. Yeah. Some of it at the hands of his mother. Yeah. Yeah. Patrick Bateman, on the other hand, is just, just like lost, completely and utterly lost. Yeah, it's interesting because I, you genuinely, by the end of the movie, you have no idea what. Is, is real. real? Yeah. Like, what things have really happened and what things haven't? I think it sort of comes... His whole character arc kind of comes boiling down to his opening monologue where he's going through the exercises and it's, you know, there's an idea of who I am, but it's not real and, you know... Yeah. Um, Christian Bale did the, that exact routine every morning while they were filming. Yeah. The... Um, he also based his character off an interaction he had with Tom Cruise. Oh no, apparently. it was an interview, an interview with Tom Cruise. Yeah, that's right. Um, and also, it was, so it was that and um, Nicolas Cage and Vampire's Kiss. <laughs> Those were his inspirations. Have you seen Vampire's Kiss? No, no. I still haven't. I must, I must yeah. watch it. It's, it's on my radar. It's, okay. it's on your radar. It's on my radar. I know I gotta watch it at some point. It's going blip blip in the corner. Probably before I finally watch Renfield. Yeah. Um. I don't know, it's it's hard to really jump into these movies. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed The Joker because I love DC. Um, And it's kind of a skewy timeline because Thomas Wayne is alive in the movie. um, And... It's set in 1981. Yeah. And American Psycho is set in 1987, I think, so they're both set in the 80s. Yeah. There's a lot of 80s about them. Mm-hmm. It's the, it was difficult for me with the constant smoking. Yeah, I thought I thought that was interesting. There's a lot of smoke, especially in uh, Joker. There's a lot of smoking. Yeah, it was very difficult for me, as an ex-smoker. Right. It, um, yeah, very difficult. Because I I I can feel, what it looks like on the screen. <laughs> 
Um, it's interesting because obviously um, in American Psycho you have like the people like who just presume that it's normal to smoke indoors and things. And yeah. He's like, no, no, don't smoke in here. They're confused about it. Um, and it's that that was jarring for me. Not that he's saying don't smoke. Yeah. But that like. The presumption is, oh, you know, I can just light up, I can just come into your apartment and light up a cigarette. It, it still, for me, the biggest culture shock is um, a Die Hard. What about it? Because he steps off the plane. Oh, right. And, and just, just lights like, a cigarette inside in an airport. <laughs> it's like, if you did that now, you'd get tackled uh, I mean, by like 19 people. For me, that's um, Home Alone 2. Um, the fact that, like, he just runs, they just, like, there's no security. Oh, yeah, they're just running through, through the he airport. He just gets yeah. on, like, a random plane, they don't check his ticket. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, just sit anywhere, find an empty seat. It's yeah. like, what? Excuse me? Also, Donald Trump's in that. Um, True. Actually, I think we made it, did we watch, no, we didn't watch it for the, no, we just watched it for Christmas, didn't we? What? Home Alone 2. Yeah, we. I don't think we have anything to compare that with. Yeah, I don't think there is. We are going to compare <laughs> a different movie to a different thing. So, so spoilers, spoilers. Spoilers. We're going to compare two <laughs> movies to each other. Shocking. Um. Speaking of Donald Trump, there was a reference to him in. in yeah, there was. American Psycho. There was two because the, they also like point out as like. The, is that his wife over there when is, they're in, is, was it Ivanka? His wife? Oh no, Ivana. Ivana, yeah. yeah. Yeah, New York and Trump are, like, despite everything... I'm like, I'm not going to go into it in detail here because it's not really what we're talking about because they're not a main plot, but, like, New York City and Donald Trump are very interconnected through history. Mm. Um, you know, it was the, the mafia payoffs and all the other stuff. It's a very interesting thing to look into. The only reason I bring it up is because... You know, um, in D.C., Gotham is New Jersey, and so that's where it's sort of the idea is taken from. And, like, Metropolis is New, is, is New York, yeah. Even though New York apparently exists also in D.C., but it's, it's very it confusing. Make sense. Yeah, it does. Um, so you, you do get a very New York, New Yorky vibe with the subways and the old rundown buildings and, you know, this this concept of travel that sort of happens within it because, like, unlike Patrick Bateman, Arthur is on the poorer side and, you know, he's a struggling clown in a recession. And it is filmed in New York. Yeah. Because that's, that infamous stairs is, yeah. is in New York. Yeah, that became a tourist hotspot. Yeah. Um... And you do get a lot of that flavor of New York blending into the movie just in a in a perfect way, um, and you know I appreciate that. I appreciate it a lot. Hmm. Yeah, the I mean you get to see New York in both, and it's very different views of it. <laughs> yeah, it's very different views of it. <laughs> because in in Joker, obviously it's you know these rundown apartments and the. The subway with the graffiti all over it and um, kind of back streets and things. And in uh, American Psycho, it's all these, you know, shiny, shiny white walled apartments in high rise buildings and fancy offices and 
bars and things where they're all doing cocaine all the time. <laughs> it was one of my favorite favorite parts of that movie where they're they're discussing the qual- the quality of their cocaine in the bathroom. And the guy jumps over the stall and goes, can you be quiet? I'm trying to do drugs here. <laughs> and then the other mate just goes absolutely batshit. And it's just such a such an 80s moment. Just mm-hmm. like, not like, oh, I have to hide the fact I'm doing drugs. It's like, hey, you dickhead, shut up. I'm trying to do drugs. They're both very anti-capitalist movies. Because American Psycho is saying, look at these shitheads on Wall Street who do absolutely no work, shit on everyone else, and are just terrible people. And Joker is saying... Look well, at... he literally kills them. Yeah, he kills... Joker's saying, look at these terrible people at the Wall Street, people that are shitting on them, what happens if they stand up for themselves? Yeah. Because yeah. there it was, it was because we watched American Psycho first, because it's the lower rated, uh, and that's how we roll... Um, because it sort of gives us something to look forward to sometimes when we watch an absolutely terrible movie. Um, the, yeah, the, the reflection of the Wall Street guys that work for Thomas Wayne yeah. is really, it was really, like, obvious to me that it was almost like a callback that wasn't intended because hmm. you get the three drunk douchebags. Yeah, and clearly either drunk or high or both. Yeah. And and objectifying a woman and being and harassing her, which is what they're doing. It's know, what they you know. literally do like all the time when they're out and about, like yeah. having lunches at eleven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It's so it's such a weird like as an as an objectifying watching the movie and going through scene by scene and looking at it. Mm-hmm. As as you do for the when you're making a podcast about it, yeah, it's it's unbelievably shocking how little any of them do. Like any of the people tend to do. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, there's literally not a single scene in the whole movie in American Psycho where any of the Wall Street people do even a little bit of work. Yeah, they're never seen doing work, and that's even in, like it's in the IMDb trivia that none of them are ever seen doing work. And then I was like, I was thinking, oh, no one's ever doing work. But they are, because the prostitutes are working. The secretary is the yeah. working. Willem Dafoe as the detective is working. Yeah. You know, but it's mostly women that we see actually doing any work. And all the, the white stuff that you get all the time. Yeah, yeah. I um, love that moment where he rings to get um, uh, reservations at the restaurant, and the guy just laughs at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, so it's like the, you know, the very people that they, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's a, it's a commentary, but it's, it's all, it's like almost aggravating to watch, even though it's a good movie, because like the whole time they're shitting on everyone else, but those people are actually doing work. Yeah. And these guys who are shitting on them are doing nothing, nothing at all. Like to the point that she, that the secretary looks through his diary and it's all like doodles of killing people and stuff, yeah. you know, it's not... He hasn't done any work. He does nothing. It's it's interesting because even when they go over the relationships within that movie, it's like he's not interested with his fiance. Yeah. He's sleeping with a a guy who's either in the closet or by his mm. partner. Um and no one knows who he is. 
Like, everyone yeah. thinks he's a different person. Almost everyone he interacts with, or not, but at least, like, multiple people who he works with. So it's a guy he works with and his own lawyer. Yeah. Think he's someone else, and, like, different people. It's bizarre. No one knows who he is. It all goes back to that opening monologue, because there's, like, an idea that it's him, but it's not. Hmm. Like, it's a mask, and it's like he's talking about it while he's pulling a face mask off. and it's Yeah. Maybe it, he needs to put on the clown makeup and... Yeah. It's it's really interesting because I could understand basically he is nothing. Yeah. He doesn't exist. And I can understand why he's taken it's a very Tyler Durden moment and Jack where he basically starts pretending his fantasy's real mm. and starts rea- like reacting more passionately towards his fantasy. Yeah. Than his reality. Yeah. And um, I think Arthur, on the other hand, his delusions are... I wouldn't say a crutch, but they are sort of like a defense mechanism in some way. Yeah. Because as soon as he loses all that, he becomes the Joker and comes out of his sort of like, I'm not going to fight back anymore. Yeah. I mean, I think both of them at the beginnings of their movies are lacking a sense of identity. Yeah. Um, I think, obviously, actually, probably in both cases, it's, it's um, you know, heightened by other people not seeing them as a person or not knowing who they are, you know. Because, um, yeah, obviously, Patrick Bateman, people literally don't know who he is, even yeah. though he's this a vice president, apparently, the same company they're all vice presidents at. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, with Arthur Fleck, it culminates in this moment where he says, you know, where people are shocked that he killed the Wall Street guys, and he's like, well, if it was my body out there and I was dying on the street, you would step over me. Yeah. And that's probably true. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, so he, even at the end there, is, is feeling like he's a nobody to these people. But he knows it at that point, and then he's like, you know, whatever, I'm just, he's just, at that point, just committed to, he's he's gone from having no identity to being just like a symbol of Having having no idea, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then he, you know, he's like praised by all the the people in the clan mask, but it's not for him being him as a person. It's for him being a symbol for them. Yeah. So he still is lacking a personal identity. Yeah, there's um some fantastic sequences in both the movies. Um, I feel like I need to go get like a degree in psychology before I can discuss them any further. <laughs> pretty much, uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, there's there's plenty of people out there who uh, train psychologists um, that would be able to like pull yeah. these movies to pieces and be just like, well, here's what they've got here, and this is yeah. that, and this is the other thing. But like, neither of us have trained in mental health, so no. we're not gonna start making judgment calls on things. But yeah. um, it is except one thing I will make a judgment call on for both these films is that they are contributing to a negative stereotype of people with mental illness being prone to violence which yeah. is not true it's true i just said it's not true <laughs> no the fact that it's not true is true yeah 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 um yeah people people with mental health issues and mental illnesses and personality disorders are not more prone to violence than anyone else and uh, yeah both of these films are films that depict people but then again actually in fairness in American Psycho we don't know did he even commit any acts of violence yeah it's, 
And uh, the thing that I'd like our listeners to remember is New Yorkers bite more people per year than sharks do. Um, so you can understand the environment they live in. <laughs> it's very hostile. Yeah, it's it's very... the It's... The differences between the two characters mm-hmm. and how vastly different their circumstances are but they still end up in this situation where they're falling into their delusions it's uh it's an interesting take but it's yeah it, it's unfortunate that so many people have like latched onto these movies mm-hmm. and it's amazing how much a fan base can ruin something yeah like um again like you mentioned fight, fight club. club um Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty was something of, <laughs> yeah, like... I feel like Pat- Fight Club is the classic example because it's very much that people watch it and get totally the wrong impression from it. Yeah. You know, people watch it and, and think, oh, yeah, this Tyler Durden guy is real cool. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> this is the opposite of what you're supposed to think. Like, this is terrible behavior. Yeah. But it's it's hard because a lot of young men tend to flock to these individuals, mm-hmm. and it's like the the um, the person who I perceive to be absolute garbage, Andrew Tate, and the amount of people that like uh, huge fans of this person. It's like yeah. the the guys like went to jail for human trafficking, and it just like without they're instantly defending him without having any like evidence that he wasn't doing it yeah and it's you know we're we're in a society now where you can go through the history of what's happened in the last couple of years and realizing that these big money people are the ones doing human trafficking it's yeah. not like it's like some you know always in movie it's like some criminal who's doing it and you know they're on a dock somewhere and they've got like illegal immigrants I mean, stashed in their boat or something they are criminals yes yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> but you know like this this high-end you know trafficking has happened yeah i mean the thing is that those people profit off other people believing that it, you know it couldn't be them yeah it's like the whole um you know when they when people make movies with Nazis in them, and they make them like human characters, and people are like, "No, you're glorifying Nazism and the Holocaust stuff by, by making them human." It's like actually, what does more harm is people believing that those kind of ideals, are only, you know, only supported by people who are monsters. Yeah. Because then you're never gonna believe that your neighbor or your friend or your uncle or, you know, whoever could possibly be one of them. Yeah. Um, because if it's only monsters, then it can't be him because he's just a normal guy. It's like, no, they are humans. They are normal people. Yeah. Who hold these beliefs and do these horrible things. Yeah, it's kind of weird that we've gone back that way. Yeah. It's, it's disturbing that I guess it's an education issue. It could be just, uh, uh, like, um, for those who don't know, Hitler really envied America and was copying what America were doing in the 1920s and 30s. And it's sort of just, you know, that was to the extreme. 
and it shows um, like how bad how bad it had gotten and we're back at that point now where it's very decisive um, and the issues that people are facing are like I don't like you having human rights so I'm going to get away with stuff that you wouldn't get away with because I'm a white man and it's like uh, when the hell did we go backwards like mm-hmm. which point was it did we slip yeah. is it a who's, who's a fault who's one person we can blame and it's like <laughs> well you can pick to the, the the Cheeto the Cheeto who was in power didn't help but that but you know he only got into power in the state because these people existed yeah, in, the, yeah. in society yeah um I don't know it's I think it's all to do with like you know how easy it is to spread information including misinformation these days and yeah, the, how the, easy it is to find people um who share your views even if your views are monstrous yeah um <laughs> And how easy it is to manipulate other people who are like who don't know any better or don't know how to you know read intertextuality and you know, um, yeah, it's it's scary. It's a scary world out there. It is. Um, it just reminded me of the fact that the people that were protesting here in New Zealand at Parliament were wearing tinfoil on their heads. Yep. Ah oh, dear. Mhm. They mm-hmm. also. They were, they were all, so it was like a whole big group of unvaccinated people who didn't believe in COVID and then all started getting symptoms such as coughing and tiredness and, you know, all this stuff. And we're like, it's because the government are sending radio waves at us. And it's like, or it's because you're all catching COVID from each other. Maybe. My favorite was um, that nurse that was talking about how a vaccinated person how their their blood turns black or something yeah they like they one of their pets the the, the vaccinated person patted it's a lamb. yeah yeah the, the, a lamb oh my god you're bringing back memories of this now i was so deep in this shit at the time that it was happening um yeah there was a person who claimed that someone they know was vaccinated and they didn't know they were vaccinated and they shook their hand and then shortly afterwards their pet lamb died and they think it's because that person shed spike proteins spike proteins from their vaccine onto her and then she passed it onto her lamb and the lamb died so when they cut the lamb open she had black blood yeah a day later yeah there was one of the moments <laughs> like and this person was supposed to be a registered nurse and i was just like well Clearly, you don't know anything about what happens after you die. Because uh, your body is constantly fighting a fight against all the other things that basically decompose us down to nothing. So all the bacteria and stuff that's inside you. If your body is dead for any amount of time, guess what? Those motherfuckers win and start taking over. It was just weird. Because they were claiming that, like, um, you know, vaccinated people were trying to give blood donations and their blood was coming out all black and coagulated and stuff so they couldn't use them for blood donations like that's absolutely not true that's not even really true well how did we get onto this topic because we were talking about <laughs> echo chambers yeah echo chambers and misinformation yeah yeah it's it, echo chambers work both ways though as well like they can affect more than just negative groups yep and i think that's 
I think one of the issues that people sort of have to, it, I know it's a, a kind of a, 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 a insult now that's thrown around on the internet, mm-hmm. but the concept of going outside and touching grass <laughs> kind of needs to be done at least once a day by regular people. Cause yeah. like you have to, inter- this is, this is the, the, the two big takeaways from both the Joker and American Psycho is Arthur and Patrick both needed to get away from everybody and go and interact with people of different classes and different ethnicities and different, like, mindsets. Yeah, I mean, Patrick Bateman was, like, racist and homophobic and all sorts of shit. And apparently they had to tone down or delete a lot of that when they were making the movie because in the book it's way worse. Like, for example, the scene where he kills the, the black homeless man. Yeah. Apparently in the book, he, like, gouges out his eyes while screaming racial slurs at him. Jesus. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I can, you know, as considering he's someone who is sexist, classist, racist, homophobic, etc., um, I can understand why he's not going out and, yeah, and yeah. interacting with these people, but also even more in need of it because yeah. then he would learn that these are people. Um, Arthur Fleck, I think, was more aware of diversity and more accepting of diversity, but um, just was getting shit on by the system and society and had enough. He reached a breaking point, unfortunately. It really doesn't help when you live in New York. Hmm. Because, you know, the whole biting people. Um... Like sharks and, and yellow cabs. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's really hard um, to know people these days. And I think about this quite a lot. Um, you used to know your neighbour. And, like, the perfect evidence is when I went and stayed with your family. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows everybody. Like, the entire street knows who you are. Like, yeah. But... You know, other than a couple of people in this apartment building, mm-hmm. I don't know any of these people. Yeah. Well, we have a Facebook group. Yeah. So that's helpful. Yeah. I feel like I know a couple of people from a Facebook group. Yeah. But it's funny because, like, they're people that I haven't seen or spoken to in real life. Yeah. Even though we live in the same building. And yeah. it's not, a, it's not like, Patrick Bateman-sized building, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a, um... Even the architecture of New York is is shown quite heavily in these movies. Mm. I think we touched on that earlier, but it's it's interesting because they are like even that. So there's a scene uh, where he goes completely manic. It's like, can you feed me a stray cat? Moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he runs into the wrong office. And then realizes when the guy's like, oh, Mr. Smith, can you sign in? And he's like, oh, wait, I'm in the wrong office building. <laughs> and his response is just to shoot, shoot the, the guy. guy. And then he runs across the street into the building he's supposed to be in. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I'm well, in my office now. It's what's like, funny about that is we mentioned that Joker is shot in New York. Yeah. American Psycho isn't. It's shot in Toronto. Interesting. And there was a shot where he was going into the building that he does work in. Where I had to stop and go, that looks like the building I worked in when I lived in Toronto. <laughs> and I was like, is there a chance they filmed on that street? Or is it just that, like, 
that was a building that looked like a lot of other buildings. And I genuinely don't know the answer to that. I don't think I could look up and find out exactly what street the building was on. Fair enough. Um, I think, I think uh, weirdly enough, I think the street that I worked on was called Adelaide Road. Which is strange because we live relatively near another street named Adelaide <laughs> <laughs> without giving away exactly where yeah, we are. Yeah, you're trying to dox us. Without like, doxing us on our own podcast. But there is an Adelaide Road in Wellington. Yeah. Um, that is, you know, and it's a, it's, I don't know many of the, the street names, um, as, you know, but it's, it's a, it's a, a pretty main thoroughfare. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's any way for me to find out if um, if American Psycho was shot like at the building that I worked in because that would be nuts. Of like all the buildings in Toronto that I, if I worked in the one that's supposed to be his office. Yeah, that would be um, a weird coincidence. Yeah. Um, I don't know why Joker Two is happening. Um, I guess because he's still alive. I don't know, because it's not like they're going to have, you know, Bruce Wayne is, is like an eight-year-old, right? Yeah. So he's not going to have Batman in it. Mm. Unless it's set ages after the first one. No, it can't be. It could be. But then they'd have to have a new, they'd have to, because they're not going to put it in the same universe as Robert Pattinson's. So yeah, yeah. be another Batman happening at the same time. Yeah, and that'd be three Batman. Yeah, because it's like the Ben Affleck Batman. Yeah. Well, no, Ben's not coming back. Oh, is he? Okay. I haven't. I've never seen Ben Affleck play Batman. So any movies that he's been in as Batman, I haven't seen them. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, because I was um I was listening to our friends hear us out, mm. and they were talking about the future of um yeah the I DCU. Saw that video, but I didn't get around to watching it. Yet. Yeah. Um, but also because I'm not as interested in DC. I yeah, don't know if yeah, I will. yeah. Fair but enough. I'm glad that you watched it. Yeah. Well, what were they saying? Um, just uh, just the fact that uh none of the characters are getting carried, like, none of the actors are getting carried forward. So we're getting, a, like, another reboot. Right. But they're already rebooting it because they've already got The the Batman starring... Yeah, but that's Batman. not related. Yeah, but, like, why do they... Are they going to have another Batman running at the same time as that Batman? Yes. So if Is they... it going to be Michael Keaton's Batman? Because I know they brought him back. I don't think so. Dang it. I'm just really annoyed that they, the film they chose to bring him back for was... See, what they should have done, and this, the, I've been saying this for ages, they should have got Michael Keaton to play old Batman yeah. and got Robert Pattinson to play Batman Beyond as in Terry McGinnis. 100%. And I would have been done it so ages ago. behind that. Yeah. If, if that's what the Batman had been, I would yeah. have been, like, absolutely delighted. Because Batman of the Beyond or Batman of the Future is absolutely fantastic, and I don't understand why no one's done it. It's so annoying to me. It's so... Everybody knows Batman's origin. Hmm. His Mr. and Mrs. Pat, Batman's parents get shot in an alleyway. And Crime Alley... Why would you take Crime Alley? <laughs> like, oh, dear, don't worry. Just, listen, someone needs to go to, like, Thomas and Martha Wayne and, while they're still alive and be like, never, never see anything related to Zorro. Yeah. Just don't do it. Any version of Zorro, don't go to it. Yeah, but that's when you end up in the Flashpoint universe of Batman, where Martha's the Joker and Thomas is um, Batman because uh, Bruce gets shot in in the alley. 
And is uh, whoa. What? What did you find? The actual building, uh, where his office is, is in Wellington Street in ah. Toronto. That's even weirder. <laughs> So connected, we live man. in Wellington. We'd Why are all the streets... Because Adelaide is a city in Australia. Why are all the streets in Toronto named after... Because of... I remember Wellington. It's not one of the famous... Uh, Commonwealth. True. It is Commonwealth. Also, what am I talking about? Wellington isn't... This isn't the only Wellington. Wellington yeah. This Wellington is like, named after the Duke of Wellington. Name how many Queen Streets there are. Oh my gosh, it's too many. I'm pretty sure every single town in New Zealand has a Queen Street. <laughs> um, what was I talking about? So he's two blocks. It's two blocks down from Adelaide Street, Wellington Street in Toronto. It's so close. That's that's where I worked. It's literally because it's such. It's just a really small street. I think. Oh no, it doesn't. It gets longer. But it's literally two blocks away from. Well, I don't know. It depends on where where on the street he was, but it's two two streets over from where I worked, so it makes sense that it's a similar looking building, I guess. Weird. Does Toronto have like a, a little Chinatown thing? Yeah. Okay. Why? Well, I've never been there. I was asking you a question as someone who clearly worked there. Yeah, they've got um. Yeah, there's there's a whole kind of Chinatown side. There's a lot of, I mean, we talked about this a little bit, I think, when we did Turning Red. There's a lot of um, Asian immigrants in Toronto, mm. and therefore a lot of, you know, first, or what are they, what's a first? First um, generation. First generation, second generation. Yeah. Torontonians, I don't think that's what they call themselves, <laughs> who, are, who are of Asian descent. Right. Yeah. They pick up the Mogwai there. <laughs> what was the other thing? We were watching something else where they bought something from a, from like a, just a, an old Asian person for no reason, and I remember thinking, "Oh, this is just Gremlins all over again." Um, what was we've that? watched way too many stuff recently. Way too many stuff. That's Someone great, England. Bought Nick. something from an old Asian person, and then it made. Oh, it was a uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Right. Yeah. We went, yeah. we went to the cinema and watched Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. And it was. And, yeah, and uh, I was going to say Seymour buys Gizmo from an old <laughs> Asian man, but that's yeah, not... Yeah. Seymour buys Audrey 2. Audrey 2, that's the one. Yeah. Audrey 2. Um, and they would watch t- two Bill Murray movies in a row. Yeah. Because we'd watch Groundhog Day the day before. Yeah. As you do. As you do. We watch a lot of movies, folks. If you we didn't know, because like we have a podcast about movies. We haven't watched like actual new movies in a while. I, there's still movies in the cinema currently that I would like to see. Well, we should see them with our eyes wet yeah. like peaches. We've got we to gotta try. Yeah. Just take some days off work. Um, <laughs> Just take some days off work casually to go to Jim James, we're going to the movies. Um... <laughs> Do you want to get, like, I don't know, we, I can't see the screen. How long uh, have I've, I've accidentally set it so that I can't see the time on it. So. Right. So it's, we're in no man's land. I have no idea how long we've been recording for it, but it's okay. Okay. So do you want to go over some trivia and then we'll wrap up, or do you have anything else to say? Because, you know. I don't know. Do you feel like we discussed the movies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or do um, we just go on to a rant about 
Um, Batman of the Future? Yeah. Um, because of the issue is, and this, this is from my point of view, and could be completely, you know, you, you could disagree with me. The problem with discussing these movies is a lot of the storytelling is visual. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to sit here and just and describe frankly, scenes to you at it's home. It's so funny that you say that because that's... I haven't copied any of the trivia from Joker because that's pretty much what they did in the IMDb trivia. Yeah. It's like 50% um, paragraph long explanations of Joaquin Phoenix doing weird stuff. And then 50% just like, this happens in the movie. It's like, I know, I'm watching it. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> well done, I saw the movie. I saw that. It's like, did you know that, you know, they used 80s music? In the movie, it's like cool. That's not a tr- that's not trivia to me. That's yeah. just like the movie is set in the eighties, so they used eighties music. Wow. Amazing. You know what scares me? What? Is there are people that could watch this movie that were born in the two thousands? Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that trivia. Did you know they used eighties music <laughs> for the people who were like? Wow, oh my god. At, at the first, like, 21 to, like... It's funny, because actually, um, with American Psycho, uh, they seem to have a lot of trouble actually getting the rights to things. For the, <laughs> because no one wanted to be associated with the movie. So, like, the in the the book, they very, it like goes into detail, very specific detail, about, like, every designer thing he has, like, every piece of music or whatever. Um... And they couldn't get half the designers because they didn't want to be associated with that script. Yeah. So, like, they're all, like, the third choice of designer or whatever. Or, like, even the bit where the, where he tells the prostitute not to touch his watch. He's supposed to say, don't touch my Rolex. Yeah. But Rolex, Rolex did allow them to use Rolexes for every other character, but they wouldn't let Patrick Bateman wear a Rolex. Right. Because they didn't want to be associated with him. Um, there's a whole bit where he talks about Whitney Houston, but they don't play any Whitney Houston yeah. because she would not let them use her music. <laughs> Huey Lewis, on the other hand, loved it. Like yeah, he's yeah. done his own version of that scene where it's him. Have you seen that? Yeah. It's him and Weird Al. Um, yeah, I thought that was very funny that they like literally just, there's like a whole, they had like a whole string of examples because they had to even like. The, the bag that he has Paul Allen's corpse in yeah. was a designer bag, but like the original designer in the book was like, no, 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 yeah, you yeah. can't use that for a corpse. <laughs> you don't want to be associated with dead people. They yeah. can't buy our things. Yeah, I love it. Well, no, it was just because the movie... The, well, here's the thing. is People thought this movie was going to be like ridiculously controversial. Well, um, it technically is. It's just the issue was is that People love controversy these days, and then, like we said, it like I said, and you said earlier, the wrong demographic of people start yeah, idolizing true. it. Well, I mean, I think the right demographic because it was made by a woman. Um, yeah, which people American forget. Psycho, and she is a feminist. There, I, I saw some quote about it that was like, "It's a, a a book. It's a movie made by a feminist based on a book by a misogynist." Yeah, <laughs> but um. Yeah, I mean, Christian Bale, apparently, um, people kept telling him not to take the role because it was going to be career suicide. Uh, I think it was the first time he was the lead in something. Right. And he was like, 
no, you know what? Actually, apparently he was even more wanted to do it when people started saying that to him. And then since that, he got, you know, Batman. He was in the Terminator movies. He won an Oscar, you know, etc., etc. He became very well-known, very popular. Uh, absolutely didn't, didn't ruin his career. It actually, like, boosted his career. Um, the, I don't know, I took, I feel like I took them some weird notes. Oh, just the trivia stuff. Um... For example, Christian Bale insisted he get the approval from the author of the book before he would agree 100% to be Patrick Bateman. Right. So he arranged a meeting with him, showed up dressed and like groomed like Patrick Bateman, introduced himself as Patrick Bateman, and within 10 minutes the guy begged him to stop because it was the creepiest thing he'd ever experienced in his life. <laughs> Which is great. Um, also, for the, the three-way sex sequence in it um yeah. he sat down with the director so the director and christian bale watched porn together to get ideas for how to shoot that scene and then christian bale drew stick figures in the poses in the in the <laughs> positions that he thought would work which is very strange to me i don't think that's how it's normally done but um that just seems just just the, like why can you imagine the director and Christian Bale just sitting down together watching porn and be like hmm hmm and drawing little stick figures yeah. it's like bizarre. It's interesting because the use of pornography in American Psycho is so prolific. It yeah. is. It's sort of like for me having. It's like having the TV going. Yeah. It's just something in the background. Except that he's watching either porn or the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. But that's the, the whole running joke is, is I have to return some videotapes. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. like, how much porn or <laughs> horror movies are you consuming? Like, I can't do that. I have to return videotapes. <laughs> You've got to like, return some videotapes. It's like, what were you doing that day? Probably returning videotapes. I have to yeah. check my diary. It's like, yeah. you put it in your diary every time you're returning videotapes. Um... Yeah, I think I've covered everything else, actually, that, that I had taken down. But, uh, yeah, it's in, in just strange. I think uh, both um, Christian Bale and Joaquin Phoenix were really into the whole method acting stuff. Like, Christian Bale would... I mentioned that he did that whole routine that Patrick Bateman describes yeah. at the beginning every day. Um, and he also spoke in an American accent, even offset for the entire time they were filming. Right. To the point that, like... As soon as they finished filming, he went back to his Welsh accent and people were like, is this an accent for the next movie he's doing? And it's like, no, that's just how he speaks. Just it was that, um, <laughs> that uh, interview we watched for Vanity Fair the other day with uh, uh, Natasha Leon and... Um, Melanie Linsky. Yeah, when she was speaking with her accent and I was just like... I You're like, like, I forgot she's a Kiwi. Yeah, <laughs> this is uncomfortable for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Melinowski is like always playing Americans these days. Yeah. But I like that she hasn't lost her accent while she's been living in the States. Yeah. yeah it's the weird people that like spend a summer away in another country and then come back with an accent. You're like, what What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you ever have that with like, because you went to quite wealthy off schools. What? Did I... you ever have people like go away to France for like a, for summer and then come back? Speaking like, with a French accent. I went to a public school in Dublin. I did not go to a wealthy, well-off school. Um, and no, I don't know anyone who holidayed in France for, for a whole summer and came back with a French accent. Um, I did have a friend 
um, who spent, she just, her accent just changed all the time. So she had, in my opinion, a very posh Dublin accent to begin with. Um, but she spent every weekend in Northern Ireland for a few years. So she would, and it wouldn't really change her accent, but she'd start, she'd just like start like slipping in like words like we and stuff into things. You'd be like, mm, okay. And then she went to America for a couple of years, but like immediately picked up an American accent. Um, just, I, I don't know. I think some people maybe are genuinely more susceptible to it than others. Yeah. I think some people would argue that my accent has changed, but I think I'd still have a notably Irish accent, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, uh, the, there's certain letters you pronounce that are still... Turkey true. Yeah. I don't do that that often. No. <laughs> it's your R's. Oh yeah, my, the, the letter R. Yeah, the letter R. <laughs> the letter R. Yeah. Um, still gets me when you're spelling things out to me and I'm just like, in my mind, like... What did she say? <laughs> yeah, I said I said someone once I said something about H R and they were like, Hey George. Yeah. And I was like, No, H R like yeah. human resources. And they were like, Oh, H R. Yeah. I was like, Oh yeah, H R, not H R. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know where that comes from. I'd have to talk to somebody who pronounces today Maori correctly. To see if it, that's where it came from. What the the R? The yeah, the heavy R. What the like the fact that you say R rather than or. Yeah. No, it's a very British thing. That's that's a Commonwealth thing. Okay. Um, especially because the you know a lot of standard Kiwi accent, um, or European Kiwi accent, I guess, are uh, don't pronounce ors and things. Like, I'm, sure I'm struggling to put an example now. Yeah, go on, do it. What? Go on, do it. Come up with an example. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, how would you pronounce the word heart? Heart. Yeah, you just say hat. You basically are just saying the word hat. No, I said the word heart. Yeah, but I would say heart with a hard or. Whereas I think uh, in Te Maori, the ors are much more pronounced than how you would pronounce them. True. So I, yeah, so I think their accent, not their accent, but the way they pronounce ours would be closer to mine. Yeah, what must come up from the, the, uh, your surroundings. I do, I do, I, my favourite example though is the, um, I, I've just said this to you before, because I think I said it on the podcast, that there was, um, uh, I was at a, a meeting in my work place that I've never divulged on our podcast and I won't now, but someone was talking about Tereo pronunciation and the example they gave was the word ara a or a yeah and they were like it's pronounced like this and they wrote up the word udder on the board and i was like mm, i don't think you want me to pronounce it udder <laughs> <laughs> i think maybe in your accent when you say ara yeah. like that it sounds closer but <laughs> me looking at it like oh yeah udder not quite the same thing. People need to remember that not everyone has the same accent, <laughs> especially in an organization that has a lot of immigrant uh, and diversity. Work. And yeah, um, anyway, we've got wait. I feel like we were going to go back to talk about the movies and we talked even less about the movies. Classic, um, <laughs> it takes two fun times 1080p. Um, okay, anything you want to add? Uh, I think box office don't really make sense. Oh yeah, well we can go over them. I forgot about them. Years apart. Yeah, there's massive differences though as well. 
um, for American Psycho, the box office was or the budget was seven million dollars. Yeah. Um, it was at one point actually. Oh, this is another trivia fact that I forgot to mention. It was at one point going to be forty-one million dollar budget because they wanted Leonardo DiCaprio to play the lead role, and he wouldn't do it for less than like twenty something million dollars, which pushed their whole budget out. Whereas when they got Christian Bale on board, they were able to have a budget of seven million. <laughs> Um, Leo DiCaprio was also originally supposed to play Arthur Fleck in Joker. What is ever like? Because they wanted Martin Scorsese to uh, direct it, uh, because it's very heavily influenced by Taxi Driver and King of Comedy, which are right. Scorsese films. Scorsese though has since come out and said, "I fucking hate every superhero movie. I'm not watching. Not yeah. being involved in it. He's never watched this movie. He refuses to watch this movie, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Um, so Joker budget wise was fifty five million dollars, mm. and box office just over one billion. Uh, it was what? A, what? A, um, you never mentioned what American Psycho. Oh, was. did I not? Sorry, box office for American Psycho was thirty four million. So their box office was less than the budget of Joker. Yeah, but percentage wise, percentage wise, like, that's decent. Um, yeah, that's uh just shy of five hundred percent. Yeah. Um, whereas <laughs> I don't want to try and work it out. Yeah. <laughs> whereas the, the box office for the other one is about t- 20 times yeah. the budget. So that's way more. Yeah. Way more than that. Um, yeah, it's just over $1 billion. It's one of very few films to have made over a billion dollars without ever releasing in China. Interesting. Yeah, that would not go down well because of their whole social credit system. Um, apparently China didn't even object to it, though. They just, they didn't want... I think they needed, they would have had to edit some things and they were like, yeah, we're not editing it for China. Yeah. So they just were like, nope, sorry. Um, I think the next movie, if I remember correctly, I haven't written it down, if I remember correctly, the next, this was like the third movie to have made a, a billion dollars without releasing in China and the one after it was... Um, Spider-Man No Way Home, right. I think, also didn't release in China. It also made over a billion dollars. It's a problem. It's a massive problem. China? We're making over a billion dollars. No, the fact that these superhero movies keep making money, because otherwise we're never going to get anything other than superhero movies for a long time. I mean, it's not like Joker was a very original movie to begin with. No, but I'm just saying, like... We can, we can do literally, like, a dozen episodes... Comparing Joker to different films. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do at least one, because we talked about it before, we are going to have to compare it to The Fanatic at some point. Yeah. Which I'm not really looking forward to, because I have to watch The Fanatic again. You love The Fanatic. But they're very much the same film. Yeah. So, we, you know, at some point, that's that's on our, it's on our list. It'll probably be a couple of years down the line, but it's on our list. It's a fun one. Very exciting. They're the same film, though. And were they released? I think they were released the same year as well. I'm not sure. I think they were both 2019. Anyway, is there anything else? Or do we, are we, we wrap up? We good? I, I think we can wrap up. I'm okay. good. Um, Alright, so you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at takes 2 underscore pod at Facebook at it takes 2 pod on YouTube it takes 2 nz uh, our website is it takes 2.co.nz um, we, we have a different recording setup today to how we normally do, so 
let us know if you've noticed a change in our audio and if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> um, and you can tell us that by joining our Discord. Yes, we do have a Discord as well. Um, so the link to that will be in our description on Twitter and in the description of this. I was going to say this video, but this is actually, I believe, the first um, episode that's going to go live on YouTube on the same day that it's going live everywhere else. Finally, finally caught up on YouTube. Yeah, so you can find our Discord link in the description of this episode or on our website or on our Twitter. You can join us and tell us what you think. Yeah. Or just be like, hi, I'm from blank country. Yeah. We love hearing where people are from. Yeah. And also, I post memes there. <laughs> <laughs> you can look at memes and pictures of our cat. Yes. And join discussions about episodes. Indeed. Thank you for joining us. We'll catch you next time. Goodbye.